We all generalize, we all make assumptions, we tend to make sweeping statements. That's true with or without social media. But social media makes it worse. It makes opinions that aren't based on anything concrete easier to spread without opposition. It amplifies voices, it makes it easier for fake news to spread. It's also the only way that anyone that has heard of this podcast who hasn't had a conversation with me has even encountered it. So if only for me, social media can't be solely a bad thing. If you're listening, I'd have to assume that you agree with this on some level. And today we're going to be discussing social media and its nuances and how much sense it actually makes knowing what we know about it in full. Siva, thank you for joining me. Thank you, thank you. Uh, lovely to be here. Mm-hmm. Now, you are the first person to feature on the podcast more than once. Um, there must be some award for that. <laughs> uh, the, the, the people seem to really, really enjoy hearing from you. So uh, shout out to you, I guess. Uh, shout out to the people. Awesome. Yeah, well, clearly you have something, you know, a chop here, here, like here and there. <laughs> Uh, but yes, sir, I, I must ask uh, very, very plainly, what is the strongest view you have on social media? Um, I'd say the strongest view I have is that social media, it's kind of like a joint statement, I guess, that it should be regulated and should be for people older than 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say regulation, what, what exactly are you thinking? Are you thinking licenses? Are you thinking... I'm you talking about like... The whole shebang, you know, like licenses, uh, registration. Um, like, I think the the anonymity of social media is a really bad thing. And I think it's something that can be curbed. And I think if it is like washed away from social media, I think it would be better for everyone. So you think platforms like Reddit, 4chan, like they all have to go? Like you actually can't have that much uh, room to hide? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I mean, look, even Twitter, I think, is kind of involved there as well. You know, there is a stark anonymity with that with that one as well. Okay. But you say this being both a Twitter user and a Reddit user. So how do you just like explain making use of that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually, that's actually a good way to get into it. So... Um, I actually got into those two apps because I was searching for community. Um, I changed degrees. I initially started studying law and um, I went to Rhodes, so I was just drunk. And then um, I switched degrees um, because, I mean, that's not only because of the drinking thing, it's also because it wasn't for me. I realized that my idea of what I wanted to do and say, oh, I want to be a lawyer, what did I know coming mm. from high school? I don't know what and, it takes to be a lawyer. And there are enough lawyers. There, there yeah. are enough. Mm. I, I, Thank you, though, for trying. <laughs> we, appreciate, we appreciate that you wanted to do it for us as well. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. I mean, uh, I know I could have done something for you guys, but my bad, my bad. I, I pivoted to filmmaking. And uh, I'm a filmmaker now. I'm very proud to be one. Very happy and feel very privileged to be one. Um, but the thing is that I also never came from a space of um, knowing other filmmakers in my own vicinity to interact with you know there's one thing learning film through theory or watching films or whatever but it's a very communal experience at least to watch them and to make them as well especially so uh, I wanted to find community in those apps so in that community do you think you've made more friends on Twitter than you would have than you would have if you hadn't just sought out people in like your real life well, uh, that's just the thing, right? Because um, I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word friend, though, because I've got a big thing about knowing people on social media and calling them my friends. Um, 
like I know that person like I like I know the existence and we interact we are acquainted I think that's the best moniker to use but friends I, I wouldn't say it but the reason I had to interact with these people is because I couldn't go to like the mall and go to like oh we're all the film people and go to the film people part of the mall and then mm. just go and introduce myself so yeah I had to try and find them somehow Okay, so so you can notice that there's there is a genuine benefit to having had Twitter, right? You got access to like a network of people that you couldn't have just found. Absolutely, I I, I will acknowledge that. That's true. So then, where do you think the downfall lies? If if social media offers you all these different ways of connecting with people, because it really does. Like, I I like Twitter. I like to I like social media. I think that for the most part, it's like a really fun way to like engage with people, right? You can have conversations you genuinely couldn't have had in any other scenario. I, you you still have these oppositions what's what's the vibe yeah no i i agree i also like twitter i really really enjoy it i don't want it to be like i'm, I'm bashing social media i hate it i use twitter more than any other app and for anyone thinking i'm on like reddit a lot i'm not it's just it's, it was just the film twitter community the mm. film community thing it was you've, you've never sounded more guilty uh, yeah. <laughs> i just i just thought of that now and i was like oh no people are going to be like oh no, this, you're a reddit guy this guy's a reddit guy and i'm, I'm really and, not and you don't have instagram <laughs> the profile you got right now is it's not amazing guys i'm not an insult okay mm. i'm not I, i hope not brother believe me believe me <laughs> no no but uh for real i think um oh damn i've actually just forgotten this question My question was with all that you know, like the good and the bad, yeah, and like the fact that you can access the networks that you can. What is your gripe with film Twitter? Right. Oh, okay. Right. So, um, I because I didn't have this community uh, growing up, at least. I mean, I had this desire that I wanted to, you know, tell stories in that way, but I didn't know the people. Finding them on Twitter, I realized that um, it was incredibly competitive, you know, in a social sense. So like if you say hey you know my favorite movie is like this David Fincher movie or a Tarantino movie or a Christopher Nolan movie and you say that on film Twitter you will get the most visceral vile hate thrown at you for suggesting that those are even good movies and I was like oh oh my goodness oh I've got a lot to learn you know and I delve really deeply into discovering films from like literally um, over 100 years ago and across the entire world you know from every continent a lot of countries and i learned a lot and i'm grateful for that but after having done that research the, through these films that these people are talking about i realized that these guys are kind of just pretentious douches you know and they they espouse nothing positive and communal about the experience of making movies so my gripe with this thing is that because i didn't know who these people were i didn't i couldn't gauge their intentions they were trying to one up me were trying to be better than me instead mm. of you know engage, learning with me or helping engaging you in good faith ultimately e- exactly they didn't engage me in good faith and i didn't know that going in because they were anonymous mm. so for you do you think that's entirely social media issue? you don't think it's like a humanity or society issue it can happen in real life i will concede that i just mm. think you know it's a lot easier for it to happen on social media because you know there's a kind of responsibility when you're looking at someone in the eye and lying to them in that way there's also a degree of planning that goes into that you know there's there's just a lot more at stake i think in interpersonal communication um where apps like reddit and twitter you don't really need to do that like you can just as you said in the beginning spread misinformation you can just say whatever you want 
And I think the, the great thing about what you've just said is that it's all backed up by a book by Max Fisher. This is the moment of the podcast, it's a bit of a plug. Uh, Max, if you hear this, please, a sponsorship. Uh, he's written a book called The Chaos Machine, the inside story of how social media rewired our minds and our world. And in, in the book, basically all you've, all you've echoed is, is captured the fact that social media kind of, it, it, it results in less genuine interaction. Like it's a fact. It has been studied the different ways in which like the, these networks have been created. As we know, like there's nothing new that I'm providing here in this uh, very, very long monologue that I'm offering you guys. The reality is that we genuinely do not engage with people on social media the same way you do in real life. You engage with strangers on social media in a very different way to how you engage them in real life. Mm. And I think that that is something that people aren't actively mindful mindful enough about. I think it is a very dangerous thing to just continue to let happen to people. Like the fact that you said earlier that if you were to impose a restriction of any kind on people, you said like it would be 16 before you, you use social media. I actually disagree. I, I think that the correct age would be 18 years old. I think oh. you'd need to be an adult before you engage with social media because of how unrestricted it currently is. Unless you're able to put in different things that meant that if you're 16 years old and you registered with your ID number, that there were things that prevented you from um, engaging with certain certain content. Mm. I think that if you engage too young, you are you, you you're just as at risk. All the dangers of social media, all the different ways of interacting with people, when you are not like even legally an adult, doesn't make sense that you'd be exposed to that. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we've even spoken previously about how um, a lot about how people perceive the world and themselves is the, through the narratives that they tell themselves, you know, and these communities getting together over these narratives um, can be, you know, they can be drawn together over something as abstract as, you know, playing Fortnite or whatever, and you're on like a online chat or something. I, I think you guys can hear, I don't really do this. But I mean, I've seen <laughs> that people, people do do this. Mm. And, um, in engaging with those kinds of communities, especially especially through something like competition and violence, um, it can ennoble people to um, share and engage with the basis level of, you know, yeah, violence with themselves. You know, they can exchange ideas of the worst, lowest parts of themselves because there's no accountability to be better. You know, those people are not friends. They're talking to each other, sure. And I'm extending this to the gaming community now, but I'll bring it back to social media. On Twitter and stuff as well, um, people engaging each other in bad faith, um, I don't know what part of the brain does this, but you know, they just want more. Obviously people want social engagement, but to fight, to be like nasty to each other and to come back for more, I, I don't get it, but clearly it's, it's kind of out of control. And I agree, I think people should be of a certain age before delving into that yeah like what you're referring to about that, that hate it's it's about the fact that it is you're more likely to get a response from negative engagement than you are positive mm. right that's actually what social media drives it's why they are trolls mm. right the idea is fundamentally to try and bait as much engagement as possible social media rewards all kinds of engagement whether it's good or positive whether it makes you feel happy or not it doesn't discriminate right it is something that is engineered at as much like reaction to, like that can be garnered as possible. You constantly t like tweeting about or talking about uh, like your pet or this random thing that applies only to you doesn't really, and it's been tracked and like studied. Those things don't get as much attention as someone actively inciting hate. 
Like right. you can see this like through, I think Andrew Tate is probably the best example that people, like, even if you do not like Andrew Tate, you're still very aware of him. And they think he was aware of the fact that by being as divisive as he was and like as loud as he was, he was able to like get, get enough attention because you, you get some people regardless. Of course. Like people know what he stands for. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's built up that profile yeah. because he's been able to like make use of the fact that social media kind of puts all kinds of content towards you where people keep engaging with the things that they don't like it makes them more and more prevalent and I think something that is that dangerous that constantly reinforces even the negative things that people actively do not like that people share to others and say how wrong is this thing that people comment on and because we know now um, with, with all that's happened with Zuckerberg and various social media officials um, you know, like shout out Elon Musk and the boys, mm-hmm. and their reluctance to actually, you know, like like take the stance like around hate speech and things like that. You just end up with larger profiles for those that spread negative things. Right, absolutely. And people actually, um, I think they're more cognizant of this thing now, and they engage with that part of social media with um, strategy. Um, I've seen. Uh, a really big uptick in YouTube channels that are dedicated towards negative reviews of popular media. And they do this on purpose because people will, you know, actively like seek that out. Say like, oh, why would you say that? Like, that's my favorite thing and try and actively defend it. I mean, as, as you're saying. Yeah, I, th- I think CinemaSins is a good example. Yeah, CinemaSins. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's, yeah. it's, like it's funny, right? Like it's this thing that ultimately just picks out the flaws. But I think that's the point that everything has something wrong with it and it's easier to highlight those things and it's actually like yeah like i watch it i like i like the idea of it but something like that isn't as nefarious as what we're like referring to in the bigger picture absolutely and this is what i mean by the, the the strategy part right i think people are starting to produce this kind of content because it makes money like even the idea of hate watching so i mean i'm sure everyone listening is familiar with the show the idol i don't watch the idol I don't like Sam Levinson. I don't respect his work, and that's my own thing. If please don't hate, listen to this now. But I'm getting to hate watching now. Um, a lot of people hate watch The Idol, or like She-Hulk. When She-Hulk came out, they would hate watch She-Hulk. And um, people intentionally make things quote unquote bad or controversial in the efforts that they would want people to engage through hate, mm. like. I hate I think, this so uh, much. The, the Velma reboot is also another good example of that. Exactly. Like that it was yeah. like taken away from the source material, the sole intention of being as divisive as possible. Right. Yeah. Like that's how you do it. So I actually want to ask you a question. Would you, would you do that with this podcast? Would you be derisive and controversial in order to, to attract listeners? Uh, yeah. To be honest with you, I have thought about it. <laughs> I, I, I really have. Cause I, I think I know enough hot button issues to go that way all the way. Oh, but yeah? I started the podcast because the idea is that I wanted to have a bunch of conversations that I felt I either didn't have access to at certain points in my life and like provide them for other like-minded people. Like just to provide some, like the idea is for it to be helpful, right? right? So I think if I was to go the direction, I'd have to betray every single thing about why I initially started it. Mm. And, the, and the goal would be just more people would listen to it, but they wouldn't be listening to what I initially wanted to make. Mm. So I kind of can't. Like I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm stuck in producing for, like my niche market. I hear that. I hear that. I mean, mm. you know, there's obviously other podcasters, local podcasters like Mac G, for example, who clearly, mm. you know, engage in bad faith and. Um, no, no look, and, and, and like shout out to them genuinely. Like if that if that's your bag, it's your bag. But like, 
personally, I, I, there's enough people doing it. Like, it, I, I wouldn't be doing anything different if I went that direction. Like, I don't really care if people were to be listen, if more people listen to something I didn't like. Yeah. Like, if I stumbled upon my own podcast, I'd hate it. That's, you know, it's counterintuitive. Mm. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, look, I, I know you, and I know you would never do anything like that. I mean, I know your heart couldn't take it. Um, you're a good guy. You're a good guy. I, I don't like how you, how you phrase this. No, no, you're, you're, you're a good man. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I, guess, <you> know. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but um, honestly, I think um, it's unhealthy in the long run for people to engage this way socially, I think. Um, it's why I think getting to the statement of, you know, oh, social media might actually like be a little bad sometimes, you know, is a thought that I think most, if not all, social media users have in interacted with. But then it's then it goes on to the what next. Okay, if it's bad, what do we do about it? And what I've um, come to realize from my experience with douchebag film Twitter people is a third place. Um, it's a concept that I've come across and understand really not that studiously. So if anyone's listening, it's like, oh, that's not the, please, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not an academic on this. But essentially like the first place is the home, you know, your house. And the second place is work, where you work. And then the third place is where you engage in activity with other people, um, not for the efforts of profit. You know, you're not engaging in capitalism in this third place. You're just with other people. Yeah, it's where, you, it's where you vibe out. Really. Right, right. Yeah. Where, you, where you vibe out. And I found my film niche with people who uh, do this uh, bi-weekly um, watch party, the Mangrove Film Club. Shout out to the Mangrove Film Club if you guys are listening. Um, and it's really helped me. It's really helped me engage with um, a part of myself that I was looking for, but was, uh, I don't know, repulsed by when I found it on Twitter. So you've you've ultimately just taken taken away the need for like this the the internet uh, validation like just focusing on your real life not to use the overused phrase you've you've gotten touch grass right like, that, you, like you want to yeah. have engaged with people that you know like real life opinions like where you can like take that this is being ha had in good faith exactly exactly so ultimately that that's what that's what you're about that's that's what you've come here to say right to spread the message that you think that that's what we need to start doing as people. Uh, yes, that's actually, that is what I've come here to say. I know it's such a platitude at this point to tell people to touch grass, but um, at least if I could tell you the way that I did it, uh, I went out, I was on social media, engaging in communities that I felt iffy about, and I found how to feel better about those communities in person, in real life. And I think that to have a healthier relationship with social media is that there needs to be some sort of balance. I still use social media every day. And um, now it's mostly like memes and funny stuff, which I like because the social interaction, the community stuff, I find in my friends, I find in the people who do the same thing that I do, you know, other hobbies that I have. And I think that that kind of balance is essential for social media users. What do you, what's your stance on uh, social media breaks? I... I like those. I like those. I think social media, but I, I go on social media breaks. Uh, I think they're very enlightening. Um, I sometimes feel bad actually when I go back on, but during a social media break, there's a whole, I don't know, engagement with life that I feel like I'm turned off from while I'm using social media that I really start to appreciate a lot more, you know? Um, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't like know how to recommend a social media break to anyone. I think everyone's breaks are their own thing. Mm. Uh, also, depending on what you use, I'm a Twitter user and I don't know what it's like for Instagram users. So, um, yeah. Why, why don't you use Instagram, by the way? Uh, oh, that's that's an interesting one. I don't know if anyone's ever felt this before, but like, okay, I was born. Uh, oh, should I, sound like, should I reveal my age? No, okay, no, 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 no. Sorry, you guys are not gonna know. It's 25. Uh, okay, well, fine. <laughs> I was born in 1998. <laughs> And um, when I was like, I don't know, 10, 11, around there, maybe nine even, um, Facebook became a big thing, right? And I got a Facebook profile and, you know, I did the whole thing. And then by the time I got to like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, uh, Instagram and Twitter were big things. So when I go back to Facebook, oh, it was just the worst because it was like, my aunt was there and like my grand was there and like my my, my teacher from grade five like friended me and now she's sending me a poke and i'm like do i poke you back i don't want to poke you and it was weird it was weird right so i wanted to do more of the modern apps and for me the reason i'm off instagram now is actually ever since i pivoted from my original degree and now i've kind of changed into like self like identifying as a filmmaker and that's what i want to do um i don't know i feel like i was a certain kind of person on instagram there was a version of me that was there that i was trying to move away from and you you think you're presenting yourself on instagram right yeah Yeah, like, like it's a showcase almost exactly and i i felt overexposed and in this change, I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to risk any sort of judgment or resentment or any eyebrow raising regarding this change um, because I was feeling a bit raw about it too at the time. And uh, Twitter was already satiating the social interaction I wanted from social media anyway. So yeah, I kind of just moved away from Instagram to you know, develop a new online personality, so to speak. I promise guys, I'm not a Reddit user, but yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think what I'm curious about though. So, you know why you had to leave Instagram? What's your What are your thoughts on like people who have to be on Instagram, like someone whose like work is primarily on Instagram? Like, what do you, What do you think that does to them at a certain on a certain level? Uh, I respect people that can that can do that. I think I think that's honestly quite tough, um, and it's it's inconsistent and unstable. And if you can make it work on a consistent basis, like props to you because that's really difficult. Um, but I do think that there needs to be a healthy practice when engaging with social media, even if you're making, maybe even more especially if you're making money from it. Um, I mean, I imagine like, you know, influences and stuff, like it's tough because you're selling the incomplete version of a person that needs to be consistent as this person. It's a persona to performance, at least in my view. Like if you're an influencer, you can't, None of your flaws can come through, you know, and we're human beings. So there's naturally a battle there. Um, so yeah, I think those people especially need to take breaks and be a real person on the outside. Mm. Mm. So in, in your world where there's, we have these restrictions, right? Like this utopia that, you, that you're proposing, would you still have influences? Um, like we have all licenses and things, or you just have, like, what would you change? Like about social media as a whole like do you have like a line like where would you go with it i think that social media as a technology is a really great tool but um i don't want to get into the whole capitalist thing but i, I think i kind of have to capitalism and marketing kind of 
bastardize essential views on what it means to be a full complete person right and um i think that social media as a way to catalog our own histories our memories um identify different groups that we feel akin to um i think it's important as as a tool to do that you know to show that you're traveling somewhere you know that you like this food or whatever the hell else people i don't use instagram anymore, i'm sorry but i mean to 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 showcase your life in that way i think it's fine but there needs to be a line drawn i think as a tool it needs to be established with everyone that this is not this is not me this is not me this is a this is a two dimensional version of me that's ever changing because the three dimensional version you know that's real that's you need to come see on the outside if it's a tool to connect other three dimensional people like in the three dimensional world i think it's great but keeping it two dimensional uh, i'm not a big fan of that that's what i would change i'd want it to be more interactive for three dimensional space you said dimension a lot there i did i said a lot of dimensions yeah like like we get it brother sorry, thank you sorry though about that. i'm glad you could clarity if there's one thing that you offer is a lot of clarity <laughs> But yeah, so thank you. Thank you for that, honestly. Like, I, I, I like the idea of what you're proposing. I think the idea of a third place, as you put it, is, is really important. I think I think I started thinking about social media a lot um, because of COVID. And I don't think it, it has been more relevant in my life than it was then, right? Because you, you couldn't go and see people. So more, like then, more than any other time, you'd be on your phone. Mm. You'd, you'd need, like the idea of a third place was a dream. You, you were either at work, you were at school, but you were still always at home. Right. Right. So you connected with people th- like through common interests, I think. Like to a certain extent, I, I, I remember like distinctly calling it the golden age of social media, like mm. at the peak of COVID, because it was just like anything could happen. Mm. Like you know, there, were, there were live concerts being held. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, there was, like there, was so, there were so many different, um, so many different like, like, like avenues people like tried to pursue in that time. I thought like we're really like maximizing what we can do with this thing. And honestly, I think I think social media bangs, bro. Like I, I really just think that there's so much that goes into it that like you can like use it unconsciously. And I think that that's that's where the danger lies. Like you have to know what you're using it for. I think it's dangerous to engage with social media and not know what you're opening the app for at that moment in time. Like if there's no one you want to message on Instagram at that moment in time, if there's no story specifically that you're looking for, I think you might like be at risk of like just starting to do it habitually. Like you're right. checking it just to check it, mm. not because of anything you hope to gain. Like you could use that time for literally anything else. Send a text, bro. <laughs> mm. Send a text, like me- message somebody. Like I think social media kind of makes you less likely to reach out to somebody randomly that's in your day-to-day life who isn't posting. Like I think it's easy to kind of almost forget people that way. I wanna, I wanna ask you something though. Mm. Um, we've spoken privately about how you know there are some people, uh, more people than I even realized that struggle to make friends like in the real world you know mm. like to have somebody that they call their friend um for them for for those kinds of people who are like that and also have many people that they regard as friends on social media um do you think it's healthy for them like they they can't they, they for some reason can't make friends in the real world they, they don't know another person they can call a friend but on social media they have legions of followers legions of people who feel real and they, they and, think and they, they connect that, that, that adoration yeah so do, what, what do you think 
do you do you think there's there should be a remedy for them? Do you think something wrong or? So I I think there are people who are just how do I say this nicely? Um, socially awkward. I, I, there was a better way to put it. I know there was a euphemism. There was ah. another. There's one. I just didn't have it. I didn't have it on me. I, I think one's safe. I think that's safe. Yeah, I think so. there are people who aren't that you know socially adept. Like they they struggle in social scenarios, so they would naturally struggle to make friends. I think as you become older and older, especially, it becomes harder to you know make make these connections. Um, mm. I think. What like the way the way you phrase that is interesting. So in in the book, like there's um there's a story about the the Reddit CEO, right? Um, she was ousted because the the implementations she tried to well implement um, were rejected by the people of Reddit. Mm-hmm. They got her fired, and she was you know she was she was forced she was forced to she was forced to resign. And when she tried to apply for another position someone who had been part of the mob that like bullied her on social media and like you know like chased her around um, he reached out to her because he'd come to realize that the way he was living in that super insular world didn't make sense anymore because ironically of a friend he made through social media a real friend like someone who he contacted and spoke to online for a few days and eventually built like this one strong relationship with and then that he entered a romantic relationship with this woman mm. and in that in that newfound companionship and like genuine companionship not founded on hate or like something just based on a mutual interest um he then decided to reach out to and apologize for the way it behaved before and i think a story like that would show that social media can be an incredibly good thing right right? like this person found you know like new like an entirely new perspective because of social media right um but I think that's more the exception than the rule because that person was living this world shut in um, because of their overuse of social media, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's a double-edged sword. Like they found the solution because of social media, but they were so shut in because of social media at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think I, that's why I, I keep saying like I think it's important for people engage in social media. I think you should use it, but you should be trying to use it consciously to try and foster real life connections. It, like, there needs to be an end goal. To where you're going with it i think engaging with people who you plan to only ever engage with on social media if you don't use social media that well or like in, in like complete good faith like you're being your best self almost mm. chances are you're going to engage with people in a way that means those relationships that you that you that you foster aren't that meaningful and you're just going to have lots of random ones where you just you're just on your phone a lot like you just speak to random people like I, I have like mm. you like you like your Twitter followers like to to engage them and not ever have like anything meaningful to say to any of them like I, I think it's just I, I don't know I don't know I just I, I think I think it just it's just dangerous bro it, yeah it, it's just it's just a really dangerous thing and like it concerns me that people aren't trying to you know make real world connections like I, 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 the idea of having like a phone friend is so scary to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same. Like, like, like social media is dope because you can speak to someone in a different country. Like, like there's so many like great parts to it. But I, I honestly, I can't look past it. Like the, the question you actually asked about how, how I feel about somebody who, who, who makes like those communities on the internet, like, like good for them, but for me personally, impossible. Like mm. if I like if someone I do not know follows me on social media, I check, I say mutual, they say, who are you? Why have you found me? Mm. Like I'm I'm very mindful of the idea of like a strangers. Like like I don't like strangers, bro. Mm. <laughs> like oh, I know. like I know. like why? Why why did you find me? What did you want? What did you want? What yeah. were you looking for? 
Yeah. You know, like 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 what made you do? Like I don't know. I'm just. I think I'm just a, an overly cautious person when it comes to that kind of thing. So for me, it's just not gonna work. Mm. And I think I've just seen the negative like implications of those kinds of relationships far more often, far more often than I've seen the positive. So I'm, so I'd have to say that it's it's just not a good idea as a rule of thumb. Like if you think you're the exception, dope, go ahead. I hope it works out for you. But if you asked me, I'd say do not engage with that person. Right. Yeah. No. I I, I definitely get that. Um, it's it is dangerous, and that actually brings brings me back to the, the thing we were discussing earlier about regulations. Mm. Um, I've I've thought of a couple of ideas of how Twitter could be, or social media. I keep saying Twitter because you know, but um, social media in general could be regulated. I'd love to hear some of yours, but um, one of the things um, I think I even highlighted earlier was to cut down on anonymity. Mm. I think the fact that social media can be used as a mask is is like a specifically dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, some people that can be their gimmick, their way to make money, you know, um, and it's not exclusive to social media. I don't know why, but I just thought of Daft Punk, and like that's not the that's not the real guys. Their names are not Daft and Punk, you know, and um, they made money off of that being a persona that they. Um, that they embodied. However, I feel like there was a level of transparency with that, that we know that there's someone behind the mask. And um, the only way we need to interact with these individuals is with the mask on. Now, with social media, you can influence now anybody to wear a mask to do anything, you know? There's been so many, I mean, America is a great example of, a tragic example rather, of how social media can corrupt young people, you know. Uh, people often talk about um, the shootings that happen there and how they're influenced by these um, social media incels or um, I don't know the right moniker to call them. But anonymity is, I think, a specifically dangerous problem that should be regulated on social media to make it better. No, I agree with you. 110%. Like, you, but you said it was flawless. So thank you for that. That's, yeah. But no, uh, Ms. Msala, a topic two years in the making. Honestly, I must thank you for finally making the time. I'm grateful that we've gotten to this point. Truly. Uh, I want to ask three more questions, uh, very similar to the ones in our last episode. The first, um, of your closest friends, what movie do you think they would best suit? Uh... You mean like my my closest friends as in okay I've got three of my closest friends mm-hmm. like what movie are they most like yeah um okay you what movie would I say you most like my biggest bad boys <laughs> yeah that's just because it's one of your favorite movies yeah. I'd say bottle rockets Biz Anderson I haven't watched that movie you should definitely check it out give us a synopsis um, I promise you, I don't know anyone who's listening to this who's watched that movie. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Watch the movie. No synopsis, no no trailer. Watch the damn movie. It's a good movie. I promise you guys all know Wes Anderson, okay? That's one of his first movies and it's great. Just go watch the movie. It's terrible for the listeners. Uh, next one? The next one, I'd say Mandy's a lot like the movie Mikey and Nikki. Uh, I'd say he's Nikki because um, he's, you know, he's a really smart guy who's, you know, well-resourced, but... Um, yeah, he's uh, 
he's a bit of a he can be a bit of a loose cannon and uh in a, in a very fun way Mandy, if you're listening to this come on bro it's all it's all love um paul i would say um jeez what would you say paul's the movie he's most like Requiem for a Dream. No, <laughs> not Requiem for a Dream. Not, but I didn't say that. Okay, you know what I'd say? I'd say, call me by your name. <laughs> I know that's a bit of pick. But with that being said, Miss Plata, thank you once again for your time. I'm sure we'll be having you again. I hope you guys take what he said here to heart. Honestly, I can't, I can't stress how important I think the idea of a third place is as well. I think we've lost, to a certain extent, the essential of community because of social media. And I think that we should, as a people, be trying to move past that and like properly reconnect to people. Like The phone is a great thing, but with what we know, it would be foolish to not try and impose some control over how you engage with it. Thank you for your time. <laughs>